In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So today is the second Sunday in Advent. So as we consider the season of Advent, we can recall that Advent comes from the Latin word that means coming. So in the season of Advent, we consider the different ways that the Lord comes to us. Uh, first, as we remember the, the first time that Jesus became flesh in the manger. So the, the, really the first coming of Advent gets all the attention. We already have the manger scene set up and all of our homes are getting decorated for Christmas. So our eyes are fixed on that first coming of Jesus uh, in the first way he came. But that really isn't the main thing. And I think it's, it's worth noting that uh, some of the ancient pagan cults would say that God is born and dies every year. And that's what creates the seasons, this, this, this rhythm of life and death. And we want to be sure that we got to guard against that, that we're not saying that every year Jesus is born and every year Jesus dies, but simply we're, we're remembering it. We remember the significance every year that Jesus came into our flesh to take our flesh upon himself and to die for us. So that's the first coming of Advent. The second is the way that Jesus comes to us still today in word and what we call sacraments or whatever it is that Jesus attaches his word to. So bread and wine, water, Jesus attaches his word to stuff and it forgives our sins because he makes himself present for us. So in that second coming of Advent, Jesus comes to us in his word and sacraments. So then the third coming of Advent really was the main intent with the, season, with the development of the season of Advent. It's the final coming of Christ, his return for the final judgment. We typically don't give that too much emphasis in our practice of Advent because our mind's set on Christmas and it's not too exciting to be thinking about the final judgment and all that uh, during, during our Advent Christmas preparations. But that really is the main intent, that final coming of Jesus on the last day where he will save us from sin and death. So the Lord Jesus comes to us. And as we wait for his coming among us today in word and sacrament, and especially as we prepare for his coming on the last day, our gospel lesson today gives us John the Baptist out in the wilderness preaching repentance. Repent, prepare the way of the Lord, make ready his way. Advent is a season of preparation. And this time of year, there's a lot of preparing going on. Christmas parties, family gatherings, even our own events like our Advent tea yesterday, they all take a lot of preparing. I think this picture of prepping for parties is a great way for us to consider repentance. What do you do when you prepare your house for guests? You clean, right? You hide the mess in the back room. You tidy up, and even you finally get around to dusting down those cobwebs that have been there for months, but now all of a sudden you notice them. This is how we prepare for guests, perhaps even more so with important guests of honor. John says, prepare the way of the Lord and prepare the way by repenting. So if we prepare our homes by cleaning up the mess, is that then what repentance means for our lives? To clean up the mess. That we clean up our sin. That we rid our lives of guilt and rid our lives of wrongdoing. Make it spick and span for Jesus. 
Well, that can't be. If we could clean up our lives, we wouldn't need Jesus in the first place, would we? If our lives had already been decluttered of sin, we wouldn't need him to come at all. He's the one who comes to clean us up from guilt and cover our shame. So if repentance doesn't mean to clean up the sin from your life before Jesus comes, then what does it mean? Our Lutheran confessions say that repentance has two parts. First, contrition, that is sorrow over our sin. So our sin being revealed by, by the law, we notice it and feel sorrow for it because of the wrath that it deserves and, and recognizing that it hurts us and hurts our neighbor. So the first part is contrition, noticing our sin and being sorrowful for it. And the second part of repentance is not you cleaning up your own mess, but rather it is faith. So first, contrition, sorrow for our sin. And second, faith and the forgiveness of sins. So put simply, repentance means to know what to do with your sin. It's knowing where to run when sin comes, knowing who to give the sin to. Now, of course, we should strive against sin and fight not to give in to temptation. After all, sin does hurt us and hurt others, and it does deserve God's wrath. But we know that in our fallen flesh, sin will come. So what do you do when the sin comes? It's sinners, the worst of sinners, who came out to the wilderness to John. They came out confessing their sins and being forgiven. That is, they came out repenting. They knew what to do with their sin. And unlike those sinners, when the Pharisees and Sadducees came out, they got blasted by John. You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. The ax is laid to the root of the tree, and every tree that doesn't bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Merry Christmas. So what was their problem? What was the deal with the Pharisees and Sadducees? What did they do wrong? Were they too sinful? Were they somehow more sinful than everybody else? Well, no. In fact, they were the experts at the law, experts at keeping the law. So their problem was that they wanted to deal with their sins by themselves. They wanted to self-justify their sin, try to make it go away on their own works, or they wanted to deny their sin, say that they somehow have kept it, or, or justified in such a way that, oh no, I was, I was too tired, that's why, that's why I did that thing, or, or they, that person had it coming, and so it was somehow justified. Or they tried to minimize how serious their sin was, and especially they were good at putting the focus on the shortcomings of others. And that's why the Pharisees and Sadducees got a heavy and not-so-Christmas-spirited dose of law from John. Their problem was that they were very bad at repenting. You brood of vipers, said John, why would you come out here if you want to hold on to your sins for yourself? It's only sinners who need a savior, so repent. Give your sins 
to Jesus. Jesus has come into our flesh to take all our sins onto himself and to die in our place. He didn't come so that you would clean yourself. He wants to do all the cleaning. We can't clean it ourselves anyway. We don't even realize how messy it is. So he does that work for us too. Like forgiveness, repentance is all a gift. He preaches his law to us, showing the messiness of our hearts and our lives. He, he shines his light on our mess, and then he cleans it up. If you don't think that your house is messy, why clean it up for company? So the Lord gives to you his word of law, and the law says of your heart and your mind and your life, ew, this place is disgusting. How could you let it get so bad? Don't you realize that this is bad for you and for everybody else? Clean up the mess. And in our sin, we say, I can't. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how bad it is. And so Jesus comes and does all the cleaning of sin and shame. So John is preaching to us today, to sinners in the wilderness of this world, to the angry and lustful, to the selfish, to the prideful, to the anxious, to those who have wandered, and even to arrogant Pharisees who try to deny their sin, self-justify it, or blame others. He says to all of us, repent. Confess your sins and be cleaned by the merciful Lord who has died for you and forgives you that's what Advent is all about. And really, that's what the whole Christian life is all about. As we wait for the Lord's final return, we live a life of daily repentance. To be a Christian does not mean to be without sin. Rather, to be a Christian is to live a life of repentance. That is, to be a forgiven sinner. We daily pray to be kept from sin since it hurts us and hurts others and would lead us away from God. And when we fall, we pray each day to be forgiven and to be turned back to our Lord, who only died for sinners and even loves sinners like us. In the name of Jesus, amen. We stand for prayer.